here we are with The Fellowship of Cybertron, Season 2, Episode 5. We are in January 2020, and, oh shit, uh, I am Devin, playing the Horizon Framework. To my left, we have X playing Y. Did you forget your name? Tyler playing Amble, the Lantern. Peter's the Pride of Nosebite, the Angel. Marcus Jackima, the Halfling. All right, team, so it's the four of us tonight. Ian and Kevin could not make it. Let's recap what happened. Oh, shit, right. Um, that's part two of Whatever Happened to the Bot of Tomorrow. So, guys, recap what happened in part one. Well, we went to a new system, and there were Cylons there. And also there was a the Brainiac Combine. And they were fighting. And what the... They were good Cylons. Yeah, they were helping some poor little, you know, planet not be assimilated completely because they refused to, you know, bend the knee and give the, one of their cities up. And then we met with the people there. We... We talked with the first citizen. We met with the Bot of Tomorrow, an Icon, some poor son of a soul. But the colors hated. Yeah, and he was um, all wrong because he hadn't ever gotten proper energon, so his internal systems were all messed up and twisted, and um, he didn't have the <laughs> thing that lets you transform. He's busy organs. Yeah. So we spent some time hanging around the, the planet, learned a bit about the politics uh, of the world and the individual problems, built an attack plan. And uh, and then we gave uh, uh, Icon uh, medical, and you know saw what um, was the, the his surgery shockwave. Yeah. What shockwave did to him and so on and so on. Yeah, you discovered shockwave's been around. Yeah, that's yeah. never a good thing. And then we realized that someone's a pretender. Someone's a thirty-year-old, fourteen-year-old boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Tum, who my character has been hanging out with, being a delinquent, and you know, only only seventy nine police guys were destroyed. It was the Blues Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> nothing of value was lost. Threat level increases. <laughs> it kept happening. Yup. But um, yeah, so then we just started looking at that. Oh, he's probably a pretender shell. That's not good. Yes. The bot of tomorrow, you know, the hero of the people, an alien visitor raised by kind farmers from another world, you know, uh, has a tiny boy sidekick, he, son he adopted, and you guys, through your various observ observational perceptions, have figured out that the kid is way older than, like, a ten-year-old. He's, like, at least thirty. Because they print comic books about them. They've been printing comics about them for decades. Well, either that or, you know, they keep replacing him every couple of years. This will be too old. Time for Robin Tree. <laughs> no shortage of orphans. <laughs> so, where do we open the scene? It's going to be like directly where we left off. Sometimes going to pass because of media awareness. Who opens on what, guys? Well, I guess we'll be dealing with the Brainiac. So I don't know we could be on the bridge preparing for the assault. What's the name of your ship? The Eight Truck. All right, then we cut to the bridge of the eight track, and the three of you are discussing things as technicians and um, 
Navigators look over the data coming from the gas giant in the system where Brainiac retreated with his world ship. Well, this won't be easy, but if we won't help them, then, you know, the Suns will soon abandon the planet and they will be assimilated. One of your crew members, uh, you know, red and blue's uh, Autobot with a, you know, mono eye kind of walks up. Uh, sir? Yes? Readings indicate to extra... Readings indicate increases of power fluctuations from the gas giant where we think the combine ship is. We believe it might be getting ready to power up. Well, that ain't good. Nope. It appears this Brainiac may have repeat, re completed repairs on its ship. So we, we don't have, um, just to sort of, because it's been a few weeks, um, what is the, sh the condition of our ship? Do we recover here or not? Uh, I'm pretty sure we did a full recovery because I have all my gear back. Then so... I guess yes, then it's recovered as well. You guys spent some time in orbit, overhauling the 8-track and getting it back up to fighting form. Huzzah. So we have our plus 3 cannons. Which may be very useful for the 2 seconds it takes before Devin goes... Piercing shot to the cannons. Right? Time for some gun diplomacy. Engage with, you know, the conversation with Salvo. If I remember the last conversation we had about your plan to deal with Brainiac, you were going to fly your ship into his eye socket, find out where he was, and beat him to death with your bare hands. That sounds like us. Yeah. Time for some fisticuffs, I guess. We'll just go inside and... What's that, that, that gif you always post of the Transformers? <laughs> well, first we need to find out near Golden Lagoon, and then... You gotta go to Earth first. <laughs> Ruin the ecosystem with our reckless lasers. That episode is harsh, because, like, the three uh, Autobots that love the environment are there, and at the end of the episode, um, the place is a smoldering wasteland, and there is no... There's no other end to it. Like, it is just a smoldering wasteland, nature's been destroyed, all the Autobots are cheering... And that's how it just ends. There's no, like, sad music either. It just silently pans over the destruction and ends. No, oh, actually, I think it was, like, the movie about this kind of scene. But no, it actually has a music that's in, like, you know, a little bit time, and then, you know, that guy going, we won. I don't know. I, I saw that episode a couple of weeks ago because I had Transformers um, on in the background. I don't remember it anymore now. I'm all mixed up. Well, but it's just such a weird ending. There's no moral <laughs> message or anything. It's just, it ends on that note because fuck you, Giles. The moral of the day is... Free trip to Tahiti! Buy action figures! Buy a microscope transformer. It's selling quite you know, poorly. <laughs> oh, poor Perceptor. <laughs> the loser transformers. Discover a you know, Perceptor and Hoist. Uh, sea Spray. Yeah, I think Sea Spray was there. Well, at any way, we don't have that, so we'll be taking some damage. Okay, so... Dealing some damage. Yeah. Hopefully. Who do you take on your mission? I have no companions. I'll go, uh... Round up Echo 3 and Raketa and strap them onto my body. Comrade. Comrade, comrade, comrade. I'm tempted to ask Tim Tam if he wants to go. That's, that's... You're not taking... Icon's adopted son. Finally, it's like Icon himself. You need to get parental permission. <laughs> yeah, you need to get a permission slip or you can't go to Hogsmeade. <laughs> Just like, murder Hogsmeade. 
teleport behind you. Hey, Tim Tom, let's go on an adventure together. Five seasons. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Strobe lights going um, off. I'll bring up. Uh, <coughs> I think, so do we, we're not taking the full ship, we're taking like a shuttle or something. I thought you were going to crash your entire fucking ship into its eye socket like badasses. Might as well. Like big, crazy, crazy people. <coughs> that does sound like us. So we are taking the ship. Yeah. Otherwise, we might suffer damage from being shut down. So, bring uh, NPCs. Um, honestly, I think they're mostly non-combat related, other than the Mega Blaster. Every NPC here is combat related. This is Fellowship. <laughs> but if we're taking the ship, I think Mega Blaster. If you if we fire the guns, we're going to need him. I mean, yes, he's the longest gun there. Okay, so I think that's it. Let's fire up the engines and... Oh yeah, that was it. You were said, you said to your guys, duty calls. And they were like, you pay the price. Starship Troopers. Yeah. Duty calls, you pay the price. Huh. Oh, Starship Troopers is great. Paul yeah. or Peter or whatever, Beerhoven, is amazing. <laughs> That guy could really write a fascist comedy. Very well, specific talent. Well, time for the hold them maneuver. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the new Star Wars came out listeners and it sucked. No. But like every third movie in a trilogy, it had one amazing fucking moment, and that was every scene that Emperor Palpatine's in it. Oh my Christ. Though it's dumb that he wasn't. It's dumb that he wasn't it. But it was dumb that he was in the prequels. But it's still that actor. They cannot write bad scenes for him. I mean, could have been worse. Could have been, like, George Lucas could have got his way. We're like, hey, Harrison Ford, we'd like you to come in and have a, you know, cameo in the third Star Wars movie. Yeah, there's yeah, going to be like, turns out I learned the Force Ghost technique. No, I mean... Star Wars Episode Three, where no. Han Solo is like a fourteen-year-old boy. Yeah, it's gonna be like a, it was gonna be like Han Solo's dad, because Han Solo was still, you know, an old man ravaged by time in the late nineties, late two thousands. I thought they were right. Okay, so yeah, um, presumably you're bringing Icon. I guess yep. if he wants to come with. Yeah, he absolutely wants to come with. Be the hero or die trying. <laughs> it's it's like a whole thing. He's got to fight the good fight. <laughs> so yeah, Icon shows up with that, you know, ceramic uh, white with blue trim, you know, form that he has uh, with a large kind of atomic punk looking white and blue backpack uh, system. It's like a big, like, weapons cache or, like, storage locker. He's kind of locked onto him. Neat. All right, soldiers, what's the game plan? Well... <clears throat> We're gonna wait till the coward shows himself. Then we're gonna smash through his face hole, find him, beat the spark out of him. Straight and direct. Well, it worked last time. Just punch it right in the jaw. Just continuously crashing your ship into him until he leaves. <laughs> like a bird crashing into your window. That's not how birds walk. They definitely crash into windows, Pete. Yes, but not necessarily repeatedly. 
You never saw the movie Birds. I have not. Or the the core. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna need Star Trek episodes and hot pockets. It's weird because depending on when that trailer came out, depending on the region it was launched in, it's either Star Trek episodes or he says Xena takes and hot pockets. Ooh. It's weird. Ooh, same thing with back in the nineties. There was this movie that came out about a little girl that raises a bunch of goslings. And she wants to like help but them. Brian's? No, no, like like the, the things that shit everywhere. No. Oh. So Brian Gosling. <laughs> yeah. Um, because they imprint on her, and she wants to help them migrate. And when I was a Fly kid, Fly Away Home. Pardon? Fly Away Home. See, I think originally it was called Fly Away Home, but then they changed it later to a different name from the like I have VHS cassettes with the trailer, and they call it two different names. Oh. They renamed it from the trailer on the VHS to when it hit theaters. I don't know what the other name was. But yeah, I remember that. Fly Away Home. True fact. That was also black. Flying Wild? Yeah, see? Flying Wild, Fly Away Home. They changed the name. And Father Goose. Okay. Well, other than right. Alright, so... Let me just pause. And... Alright. A flurry of activity starts on the 8-track. Uh, Autobot soldiers man their stations, um, systems, and like the internals of the ship start shifting as like you put down damage barriers and drop bulkheads to you know seal off and reinforce the hull. Overshield, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the Autobot soldiers like captain or not captain? You're not the captain. <laughs> but um, who's on the bridge? You're on the bridge, right? Jack. Yep. Jack him up. Yep. Jack him up. We're ready to charge. And then as he's talking, a booming voice comes over the intercom of Teletran 1. Overshields charged. That's, um, that's what I was going to say, sir. <laughs> Another Autobot, you know, points to you because I think... Are you navigating? Are you navigator? I'm, I'm the navigator. Who is on what station of the ship for the ship combat that's about to happen? I'm like McCoy. I just, like, stand there on the bridge and make comments. Just open up. <laughs> stand there throwing low-key racism at Spock. Just open up the ship, you know... Playbook, and then you can see the. I'm asking you three because okay, certain which... characters aren't here. Oh, so we so the characters who aren't here aren't being covered. No. Oh, that's lovely. They're not here. Okay. <laughs> They're doing other shit. All right, I guess you're on captain then. Okay. Uh, that or pi- the... see, I'll take jump into the pilot station. Yeah. Uh, you're still going to be on science navigation. Okay. Uh, Boilermaker inexplicably gets. Something weapons will still, of course, be Mega Blaster because you want to throw Icon anywhere. Um, yeah, what do we have open? He doesn't know anything about the ship. He'll learn. Muscle. <laughs> yeah, that was the job I was doing. So if borders can... attack. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't take much learning. <laughs> Punch your fists. Uh, simply, see someone here. You say, basically, just go on and you say, "Hey, Autobots, this guy's coming in Sector G. Go beat him up." I think I can handle that. Like, yeah, well, yeah, you could, I'm bump. not gonna leave behind him. Yeah. You're not gonna leave behind There's like a big bang sound as you guys fist bump. Of course, it's then like the, like the giant claw is like an unnecessary like wheel because the toys, <laughs> the toy spring. Yeah. Another robot runs up to you. You know, blue and red instead of red and blue. Captain. Mm -hmm. Tyler. Yes. We're detecting a Teletrans voice starts moving over the intercom. Detecting large superstructure exiting gas giant. That, sir. Set a course for superstructure. You're the navigator. You're a pilot. Oof, that Autobot oof, just goes oof, back oof. to the station, hitting things. 
a couple of the Autobots like tap their uh, Autobot symbol and their overshield clicks in. I want everybody wearing seatbelts. <coughs> <laughs> this is gonna get bumpy. <laughs> I say seatbelts. <laughs> Harnesses. I mean, I was more concerned with the fact that you didn't take the opportunity to say seatbelts, everyone. I don't get the reference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A-Track, do your stuff! <laughs> like a Warhammer 40k video of, like, an Imperial, like, cathedral ship opening fire on a moon till it blows out. <laughs> Good job. You know, like the Magic School bus. Like, then it just twists around and becomes the, you know, cartoon bus and flies away. <laughs> Heresy. <laughs> She's a little commissar hat. Just happy face on it. Huh. They made a sequel to it where um, the the new Miss Frizzle is the daughter of the original. I kind of like that uh, college humor dropout version of her that's like completely fucked the WTF 101. Mm. Alright, you guys start leaving orbit of. What was the name of this planet? Did we give it a name? Hmm. I must have given it a name. Have you? Have you really? Oh, Origin. It's called Planet Origin. That's what they call it. Origin. You're going to have a long directory of planet names in your planet directory that's like Earth, Origin, First, Primus, home. One, Home, Central. <laughs> just, just endless lists. Like, oh, right, aliens. Center of the universe. Yeah, not, not a lot of people had the foresight to name their planet uh, the living flesh of our god. Eh. It's a Cybertron named Cybertron. This is Primus named Cybertron. Cybertron. Primus. Alright, yeah, you start leaving orbit. Um, the Cylon Raiders are going to, you know, flank with you. Cool. Um, and this planet doesn't have any ships that could possibly help. All, all they have are orbitals and, like, you know, slightly advanced, you know, Earth space shuttle shuttles. We can still <laughs> toss them at the enemy like chaff. No, those are research ships. They need those. <laughs> That'll be a pointless waste. As much as I appreciate your enthusiasm, those ships are needed after the end of this conflict to inspire a generation to always reach for the stars. I know yeah. what you're doing. Or escape. What was that, Nicole? I said, I know what you're doing. What? <laughs> Every shot costs the taxpayers to get it. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not subtle. Um. So yeah, we're, we're heading. Yeah, we're heading towards Brainiac. Yes, the the giant space skull, you know, glowing green with three dots in its forehead, mouth open, tendrils coming out of the back or whatever, starts flying out of the gas giant, and you're flying towards it with like you know ships behind you. It'd be one of those big, kind of wide angle shots of a giant thing for scale, and shows your tiny, comparatively ships streaking through the darkness of space towards it. Oh, uh, Mega Blaster wants to hit the comms for a second. Uh, one sec, I'll just patch him through. Brainiac! If you had not committed great sins, Solus would not have sent a punishment like us upon you! <sighs> Navigator, are we in range? Well, just about. One of the Autobots. Captain, I'm yes. detecting a uh, defensive fleet. Uh, Teletran, defensive fleet <laughs> detected. What, fall? around Brainiac? <laughs> it's a Galaxy Quest thing. Right? Yeah, the mouth opens up and ships are pouring out. Not a lot. Not as many as last time. Looks like it's drone production's damaged. 
for reference, because I don't remember what they looked like last time, these ones look like tiny versions of the ship with tentacles around it, like Sentinels from the Matrix. <laughs> Looks like he reconfigured them to be anti-Cybertronian weapons. So these things are meant to latch onto your ship and start pulling hunks off of it so they can fly in and fight you man-to-man. -man. <clears throat> they can't stop you. Brainiac doesn't think he can stop your ship. He's pretty sure if he punches you guys enough to stop piloting, that'll help with the threat. Mega Blaster, I have good news for you. Targets? More things to shoot. Everyone's got a plan until they get missiles in the mouth. The boarding marines are standing by. So yeah, I guess we'll, we'll first deal with the uh, approaching fleet. Yep. So uh, this current fight is you have the superstructure that is the Brainiac Combine mothership. And yeah, there are fleets and fleets of sentinels. So uh, the missiles that target an area, uh -huh. we will use that feature of our ship. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, uh, area attack. Do you also want burning or piercing? Um, I think... Uh, you think burning. I think burning <laughs> sounds like the sort of thing that this is... Uh, oh, Jesus. Fire the infernal missiles. Is this <laughs> so this is a army of killbots. They have piercing. Oh, no. They only have one stat, though. Kill one. They're exterminate stat. Well, we will burn an area of them. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll use the... Uh, we roll weapons. We roll weapons. Cross cannon. Uh, that would be an eight. Uh, let's see. Weapons ready. We can pay... Uh, Prize, so what is it? Okay, so we destroy the obstacle in their path, but there's collateral damage. If your ship was too close, it must pay a price, otherwise, something near your target was also caught up in the blast. So, I guess we scorch ourselves. Whatever was near the target, so. Um... Brainiac! <laughs> <laughs> He's the closest thing to them. Your Cylon ships. I guess it would sort of make sense that the Cylons, if, if they did not have any quite any concept of what exactly we were going to be unleashing. Cylons do, do not have any concept of the unlimited power of the eternal old machines and their and their heavenly arsenal. <laughs> As we create a bunch of... They got stars. way too fucking close to one of your targets that you, uh, you put your gaze upon. <laughs> so, uh, what happens with that roll? Well, I think this is just like we yeah, we remove the obstacle from our path. Yeah, um, it's an ominous way of phrasing that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very specific way of phrasing. Oh, that. that's supporting fire. When you blast obstacle away. So yeah, we, that's for like keeping them busy, I guess. Oh. Well, it's, for oh, ship combat, it's just damage, I think. Unless, it, well, we have an advantage for it, unless... There we go. Oh. So I guess we could start by like keeping them busy with our guns, and then finish them with our guns. Keeping them busy with their guns, and finish them with, with our, our guns. guns. <laughs> yep. Knock, knock. We really should have printed out the uh, ship rules. I can do that. Let me pause. In the middle of the climbs. Okay, we reread how this game works, and yeah, you kept them busy with the cannon stat, so firing blindly into space with 
with explosive weapons that ignite the fabric of space, uh, you are keeping the fleet busy. Uh, they're navigating around large firestorms, like, like you know, space is how fire is all spherical and weird when it happens in space. Yep. They're navigating that, but plasma. You opened up storms in the void of space that they're on fire now. Well, we're keeping them busy, right? Yep. Yeah. So I want to be firing our missiles in a kind of halo around them to bunch them together. Oh god, you're going to corral them? Yes. Alright, you corral them in space with a three-dimensional halo. Pilot. Yo! <clears throat> now that they're uh, all gathered into one nice bunch, ramming speed. Yeah, okay, so... But our engines are weak as staff, Captain. <laughs> so... <the> coward talk. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Jackamuck's got the uh, modified controls, of course, because he doesn't actually have hands. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he'll just use those to, like, lock himself into the chair and use, like, his micro-waldos to... Uh, Where's Waldo? To just fire straight forward as fast as he can. Waldo's not there. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard, Peter. <laughs> Waldo isn't there. <laughs> <coughs> uh, oh, cats. Fuck you. <laughs> well then, pilot. Alright, you fly towards the giant little fireball you made. Uh, getting ready to rip them apart. A bunch of Autobots are on like the, the top of your ship, like on the hull and stuff, like priming weapons and cables and stuff to, you know, <laughs> do the warning thing. Rip them apart. Uh, oh, what's what was that? So that's, uh, what what's our engines? Uh, our engines is plus zero. That was a five. <laughs> oh. There it is. Okay, so um, you are flying into the explosion you set off in space where all the ships are corralled, and you're not going to, you're going to crush a bunch of them. Uh, not enough to break the army up, but you're definitely going to get orders. Yeah, that's fair. So, Sentinels land on the ship, the jaws of them open up, and they start firing lasers out, like in the Matrix, that one scene in the Matrix where the Sentinels are trying to rip the ship apart. They're doing that to you now. Autobots are on board, like, taking pot shots at them, and some of them are, you know, using weapons to, like, hack them off. Okay. I'm going to point at a random Autobot who's on the bridge. Just be like, you! Keep my seat warm. I'm going to go greet the guests. And then I'll pick up my iron girder and start walking towards the, uh... Yeah, he takes over the command seat and starts, you know, punching in. Oh, yeah. The uh, Cylon ships, now that the fire is like starting to open up a bit so that people can get in, the Cylon fleet is going in starting to engage them. So, what's your next action? You now have borders. Uh, I'm going to... What do you call radio? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to radio... Over one, it's a radio. I'm going to radio our Marines and tell them to form up on me, um, and I'm going to rush towards the borders. Okay. Um, Icon is taking over the border, like the, 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 the muscle muscles. What does that mean? That's basically his job. Uh, yeah, but what does it mean in ship mechanic terms? It means something. <sighs> Let's see. Muscle. Defend the ship. With the muscle, any stowaways have found immediately, and body parts will be delayed. Oh, okay. Yeah, so as you're getting on board to, like, you know, start hacking up with your Marines, and, uh, you know, you take probably a lift to the outside hull. Uh, Icon is there with a bunch of Autobots rallying them, and uh, yeah, just hammers of justice, using his fists to bash open skulls and like tear them apart. 
keeping them from doing real damage to like systems or like attacking the turrets and stuff. We could use some help over here. That's what we're here to do. Forgive me, I don't really have much affection for seafood or space food. As he, you know, tears the jaw off the skull and hucks it. Banter. I like it. Banter's half the job. The other half, justice. <laughs> Who's up? <sighs> you haven't done anything wrong. Because I'm the navigator. <laughs> um, what can the navigator do here? I guess I can try, I don't know, targeting to give us an advantage so we can shoot it with the gunner? How's that? Yeah, navigator can look closely, and look closely gives you advantage. That can be used by the gunner to finish them. There you go. Get a targeting matrix up. Huzzah. That's a seven. So, ask the questions three, and we'll find out one of them the hard way. Hmm, is there something hidden out of place? Um, it looks like Brainiac might have another fleet he's getting ready to launch that he held back, just to see what kind of firepower he had. Um, let's talk about Brainiac. What are they doing? What will they do next? The Combine ship is moving, you know, as fast as it can with that, its superstructure engines towards the planet. Uh, and you're detecting a power buildup inside. Hmm. So what will happen if we just ram into it now? Uh, you'll bypass the fleet, which the Cylons will have to kind of start to deal with. You might lose all the Cylons. Like, you might just lose this fleet. Um, but then you'll be able to proceed to attack Brainiac directly. Okay. So, that's, I guess, my look closely. Which one of them did we find out the hard way? Oh shit! Uh, that power buildup looks like there's a uh, there's a planet buster technology inside the superstructure, and it's going through its charging stages. Well, we don't have much time. Yeah. So if you all remember, Brainiac destroys planets that resist him. Okay, so that's a real easy choice then. Uh, sorry, silent. Uh, sorry, fellas. Uh, I basically yeah. Jackbook could do math, and he's just gonna head straight into the Brainiac then. You're on your ship. Brainiac's over there, in the void of space. That's all yeah, like in the ship. So oh, okay. the now I'm on the pirate guy, right? So, sure. Yeah. I'm making sure you're not like, I run into him. Bye, guys. Actually, what we should do is just fire on him, shouldn't we? Or no, we have a finishing opportunity, don't we? I mean, we have an advantage. Yeah, Peter just made an advantage by mapping out targeting parameters for you. Okay. Um, sure, I guess we'll pilot the thing into Brainiac then, and... Uh, We'll go for, go for that Those one. are mutually exclusive. I mean, our gunner can use the advantage to finish off the fleet. Will you pilot us into Brainiac? I think we're really going to need the, the advantage of the pilot, because we have plus three for guns. And okay, sure. I mean, you're going to be leaving your ship once you go into the superstructure. Yep. Okay, do it. So we'll use uh, advantage on the sensors for that. To try to shoot your way into Brainiac? Or what? What do you do? Yeah, you know gonna, what you're doing. We're gonna shoot our way into radio. That seems like a really good. <laughs> All right, do it. Everyone's got a plan, so they get missiles in the face, as I said. Missiles in the face, and go go forward and try and. Boom. Oh god, six. Oh, buddy. A little bit plus three. Uh -huh. Oh no, that's a different. That's a nine. There we go. <laughs> what are the results for nine? I'll finish them. Or I guess Brainiac himself would be an obstacle. Well, nine is just the damage. 
10 plus is just completely killing, right? No, no, I mean, not in that language. In the language of the ship playbook, uh, when you blast an obstacle in your way on a 9 plus, 9 minus, there's collateral damage, the ship's too close, must pay a price, otherwise, something in your target is also caught in the blast. Like, you're, the obstacle is all the armored plating on the weakest part of the Brainiac Combine ship that you're flying through. That's what you're blowing apart. I think okay. we should pay a price. Yeah, we'll pay a price. <clears throat> Like your engines are scrapped or something. Uh, we've got at least one system, I'm sure, that is going to get. We can use up our hardened hull, which gives us armor. Sure, we'll give a no bullet. engines. We're not leaving till this is finished. We're not leaving at all. <laughs> We're not leaving at all, sir. Without the engines. I think if we get it on board now, then we'll take the engines because it does make. I mean, might as well use up the armor, because that's what it's feared for, for something okay. of damage. I said engines. Oh my god. <laughs> Find them. I mean, you're not here on the thing, that's the NPC, the, you know, You tell that NPC. <laughs> I mean, it's also Punch Clock, the Kevin's NPC. No, <laughs> none of them are here. So we're going to go with the armor, because... That's what it's there for? That's what you it's You goddamn psychopaths. <laughs> Alright. Fine. I'm going to damage the engines to inspire us to victory. <laughs> what is your damage, Doctor? Engines, your doom. Alright, you fly out of the explosion space because you set fire to space behind you in that fleet. Uh, and yeah, all of the guns, you know, multi-link, twin-link together, and at once, in sequence, start firing ahead of you uh, at maximum speed into Brainiac's eye socket, blowing it open like a... Uh, in the original Star Wars, where the Death Star blew up, like the, the little glass part at the front oh, blew yeah. open. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you just fly through the explosion, shearing off a bunch of your armor uh, from just, you know, your weapon systems, your own weapons. Uh, and you start going through bulkhead after bulkhead after deck after deck, uh, smashing through huge uh, cyclopean machinery and internal systems, you know, ripping through hydraulics and generators and tanks of, like, ferrofluids, just ripping on through until, yeah, your ship is buried in its eye socket like that old movie, A Trip to the Moon. You, you can, in space, like, if they did that wide, kind of artsy zoom out, the Brainiac uh, superstructure starts tilting, you know, away from that eye because the, the, the spin you put on it, you know, was a lot. <laughs> yeah, you all shake, people in their crash harnesses, you know, aren't sent flying to their death. <laughs> a lot of the people on the top of the ship have to hang on for dear life, some get sheared off and fly off. Um, do we tell the people in the terrarium about this? <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't know this. The terrarium had, like, bulkheads locked down and like, sealed them away. That doesn't, you know, prevents them from leaving. <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's crash tech on board. Uh, just like, you know... Increase the gravity for a split second there. Don't worry, they're <laughs> organic. That's nature's padding. <laughs> so yeah, the, the skull I saw hit is smoking with plasma and fire. So, I guess you might probably want to do like the middle eye or something, so it's like tilting upward. Like it's unconscious. Over the over the comp. What's thine eye offend AB? Look it out! What is this damage? <laughs> War, more than damage. So, uh, yeah, he uh, basically. So, yeah, I guess we get out of the bridge now. We, we're going to board and and uh, find a brainiac to kill. All right. Where are we? Oh. 
Alright, you've entered the set piece. The Wild Dragon. The Brainiac superstructure is actually pretty familiar for you. Like, it's a large cyclopean, you know, living machine. Feels like home. It's scaled to you! <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you exit the ship out of the back, hatches. Just open the like, front windows. Yeah. <laughs> We've done this multiple times. That's the rule. The bridge is always, always ridiculously close to the, uh, to the, uh, front. the, to the front, and completely unarmored, so you can have things that explode and send people flying around. The bridge planet. shielding, the bridge shielding, transparent shielding retracts into the ship. <laughs> yep. As Teltran announces, you know, bri- bridge disembarkment engaged. You have arrived at your destination. You have arrived. In five hundred meters, strike down thy nemesis. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you're on the bridge. Port's open. The three of you plus Icon are ready to go. Remember, we parked in the left eye. <clears throat> Alright, so... Marines, with me. Alright, who are these Marines that are with you? Uh, like, what are their names? <laughs> no, I mean, like, what are their companion traits? Do they have Can you decide that? I mean, like... Where did they come from? Do you have Marines on your character sheet that you have allies with? No, I just assumed they'd be on the ship. Crew. Are you taking crew with you? You're just leeching crew off yeah, the ship? Yeah, I'm just pointing to people and telling them to come with me. And if they weren't Marines before, they are now. I mean, every Cybertronian's a Every Cybertronian's a is a shock trooper. There we go. Why do you call Chiantus a director? That he's Shut not up, an LV. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us. <laughs> Both of us. <laughs> You, you, you didn't pick a side in the race war? That's not a smart <laughs> move. <sighs> right, so. Yeah, so there's moving pistons everywhere. Um, the technology here looks advanced for what you're, you, you're used to seeing out in space, but flimsy compared to Cybertron. Mm-hmm. Like, for all its scale and massiveness, it has to use significant amounts of technology to even be at the same scale as you. Like, things this big in space don't do super well. They, they collapse under their own weight, shearing pressures from gravity. The stuff that your technology and your forms naturally kind of just ignore, you have to kind of work around if you're not scaled for your species. Ah, oh, the planet tidal forces pulling the Exactly. Like the, the gas giant he just left, the shear from being rotated now. That's kind of stuff you guys never deal with, but if you're a small species building big, it, it, it's crushing. <laughs> so, like, there's, like, you know, anti-grav generators here and there. There's there's reinforcements way more than you'd ever need to need, and it's still not as strong as your materials. Okay. Don't suppose you brought a map with you. Guess not. Cool to have a map of this ship. And there's alarms blaring everywhere. Well, I guess I... Some of them are mine. You can, scan, you can use a scanner. Do we have a scanner use? On the ship, I guess. Sensors. Look close to what's rolling. Yeah, use that. Okay. Look closely. So what do we want to find, I guess? Do we want to shut down the reactor for the planet buster, or do we just want to find Brainiac and just punch him there? We'll shut down so, the Planet Buster first. Going through the Brainiac Combine to um, the the kind of core of the vessel requires a long journey. Of course. 
So let's pause and start working that out together. All right, and we're back. So the long journey begins. Who would like to start off by throwing a problem at the group? Do you have something for Taylor? Or? Uh, well, I was going to say, uh, yeah, we were pretty high up in the uh, chamber, and there's one of these lab complexes here. And uh, the lab complex has been he's, uh, consists of a bunch of of like ex experiments with like Cybertronian half formed Cybertronians. Of course, they've all been activated to prevent us from going forward. Yeah, the way you spun it was if Icon is Superman, these would be Bizarros. Yeah. All right. So Brainiac made some Bizarro icons. No C's. Because it's Icon backwards. Alright, you're going through a lab with your marines, you know, it looks like there's, like, construction facilities around and, like, you know, terminals everywhere. And, yeah, a bunch of, like, you know, uh, I guess black and red, because that's the opposite of white and blue. Black and red looking icons that are all spiky and, like, you know, have weapon systems on them and they're kill bots. Huh. There's, like, a group of them, you know, a large group of them, and they all, like, coming at ya. Peaceful Autobots. No match for no match for Bizarro soldiers. No C units. Stop, Metal Man. Wouldn't that mean like yes? Aggressive Decepticons will kill us. Yeah. <laughs> it's not particularly consistent, but it was more like you're, it's you're more like too far to the what? Bizarro Superman side of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, they're a little more solemn and grungy. Give them, give them a break. But yeah, a bunch of them just start charging out at you, guns blazing. Okay. I'm gonna stick my girder in the ground and just kind of cock my head at them. I go, what? What do you think you're doing? No, like, they're all speaking, like, in different tones at different times, the same, roughly the same things. Like, no, she's soldier, stop, metal man! Yeah, I'll just take the hit. Um, <clears throat> who, uh, who put you up to this? What is your... What is your directive? <laughs> Stop metal men! But you're metal men. Stop metal man! Don't you think you'd be better off with your own kind? They all kind of look at each other and look at how they're all identical. Do they have sparks? Can I tell? No. No, not at all. Obviously not. I mean, you can't tell if they have sparks. You know, you're a Jedi. I don't know. Do you have a Do you have look closely, or can you sense the Force or whatever? Because you took the Actually, Jedi sort of. You're the Rhinox of the group. <laughs> <laughs> In Beast Wars, Rhinox was like the Buddhist guy who invented sparks, basically for the continuity. And then I got backported to G1 Cami. Huh? Maybe just use my twin mini guns to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> He was a Cybertronian Buddhist. <laughs> <laughs> he still had Gatling guns. Gatling monk. Yeah. Gun like, monks? He's a spiritualist and a Buddhist. It's like, he had twin Gatling guns. He was a Cybertronian spiritualist. I'm going to reveal the way. What does that mean? It means that I'm going to tell them what is best for them and mean it. What does that mean for them? That I roll plus wisdom, and if I do good, they do what I say. Do it. Do it. Oh, devil. He says do it in the new movie. Yes. Do it. He says it. 
That is a seven. They'll do it, but Talia they'll do it in the way that they think is best, uh, or they'll only do it if you help them. All right, what do you what do you want them to do? What do you want, Bizarro? No see. Look, you uh, <clears throat> fine gentlemen were made in our image. You deserve better than just being locked away on this ship as some kind of defense force. You need to strike out. Earn your place in this world. See more of what's out there. Join us and we'll show you a real life. Life of a Cybertronian. Not the life of a pet. Cybertronians don't like pet? Well, we have pets, but you could be more. Cybertronian no like robot? I think robots are great. So my best friends are (laughs) <laughs> we can say it. <laughs> you know, the robots were living beings. Oh, they all look at each other. All sort of. Uh... Why Cybertronian hate maker? Uh, he's kind of a dick, to be honest. He wants to uh, enslave a bunch of people. It's kind of his ammo. We're not big fans of the whole. Slavery thing, so... Slavery, bot. <laughs> Hurt Brainiac makes Cybertronians happy? Well, yes, but that's not why we're doing it. One of them grabs another one by the back of the head and pulls their head off. <laughs> no see kill Brainiac thing! No see friend of Cybertronians. Another one turns shooting that one. Yeah! <laughs> there can be only one. <laughs> do, you, do you stop them? No, I'm going to wait till there's one left. There's a couple left. They're all, like, standing off against each other. Oh, So wow. you guys have sorted that out? You're clearly the best of the best? <laughs> yes. How would you like to be a personal honor guard? Okay. All right. Glad we sorted that out. And no one got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking corpses. <laughs> No one important with an actual name. Roll credits. Would you like to forge a bond with them, Jedi? I would like to forge a bond with them. A small group of killbots. Small group of killbots. Like, you know, it's like the rule of three thing. There's three of them. Hey, there's three of them. I didn't even notice I was doing it. But my brain did. (laughs) You have a team rocket. N-O-C-I. I I come backwards. N-O-C-I. If they only come in that group as they get hurt, you'll start losing. <laughs> I dealt with that problem by being a Jedi and mind tricking them into killing themselves. Suicide is badass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now pair um... off. Now pair off and kill your teammate. <laughs> Jedi way. <sighs> okay, so we finish with that room. Um, and we hit the door and walk into the next, which is a vast open area with a whole bunch of dioceses scattered around it. And each dais displays a different star system. And they're all color-coded. Some are red, some are green, some are purple, some are yellow. One of the yellow ones is Cybertron. What's a dais? It's a pedestal. Yeah. A display shelf. So... How do you react to that? Hmm. Looks like they've mapped you know, so many star systems here. I guess I'm going to start 
going to them. Like, I take my universal omnibus and start translating what they have like on us back so we'll figure out what's going on here. Okay. Um so what would be the conflict you'd say in this room? Other like along it is the conflict the mystery? Uh yeah, to a degree. Um and also that if you're deciphering it, you decipher the color coding system and yellow is for whatever reasons you decide for your character something that is ominous to you about Cybertron. He's labeled it in a way that disturbs you. Danger zone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. It's a dead system. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, that's a pretty good thing. So yeah, try to figure it out. Each room needs a role of some sort. So what would this be, Pete? Look closely, I guess. Oh, I think it would be. Oh. That's a you guys stop pass. all the super weapons charging up to investigate this room. Yep. That's 10 plus, so... Before yeah. all we know, this might be the disarmament room. <laughs> it's not, but it might be. Boop, 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 boop. Call my friend Hank Kissinger. Simon says. But we're not disarming. Hey, what's hidden in a lot of place? What looks suspicious? Uh, what's hidden in a place? What looks suspicious? Okay, these are systems that uh, Brainiac has encountered and has either taken things from and destroyed because they refused or will never go to. Hmm. Presumably never, not never go to, though, because that would not be ominous. That would be a good thing. No, it, no, Nicole. I got this. You'll love this. <laughs> You'll love this. Mm. I mean, to be fair, I would not, if I was Brainiac, I would not want to step in a million, a million billion miles of Cybertron because... That's a great way to get your skull turned into the helmet of a large Cybertron. <laughs> we'll Gaze you up on Gurren Logan. Gaze upon the fist of Dreadbot. Yeah. They'll gut you open, then you'll be the ship for them. Yeah, they'll do that. Alright, what's your next question, Pete? Uh, what else do we want to ask you? What's going on here? What does my senses tell me? Yeah. How could it hurt us? How could it help us? Ah, uh, helping it means that you can know where to relocate people if you free them from the Brainiac Combine ship. Ah. And how can it hurt you is that you're an angel, right? You're like a big mystical yeah. hand of Primus. Yeah. So you recognize some of these star systems from uh, the, uh, the Codex of Primus. These, the star patterns in them, are systems that were wiped out by Unicron. Hmm. And they match the color, or, or have been tampered with, or at risk of being destroyed by Unicron. And Cybertron has that color coding. Hmm. Ominous. It's almost as if, while this game is taking place, Season 1's taking place, where the Reapers have infested Cybertron and are trying to call in uh, Unicron. Oh, Unicron. But that would be mighty disturbing for you. I suppose it would be. Well, well Cybertron, the, the system that Cybertron is at risk of being attacked by Unicron. The the Chaos Bringer. The anti-spark. The herald the that which is heralded by the fallen. Yeah, so I guess I'll convey that to the rest of the group, saying I don't know. Some of them have been destroyed by Unicron, and this seems to be one of the next targets for Unicron, so we might not have a home to come back to. He but. just told you that Satan is about to rise up from the depths of hell and consume your home world. And you're gone. Who is 
Hey, didn't you think you got mortally wounded after your forever war? In a state where Satan could come up and kill him? And didn't wouldn't we? you- He did, he did, he really did. And wouldn't you know that the only Matrix of Leadership known to exist has left. Ah, uh, yeah, but to be seen. The last Prime is no longer with uh, uh, Primus. Yup. The only thing that could defeat Unicron has gone. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be a nightmare for you guys to stumble across in the skull? Oh, jeez. Uh, I didn't know how to process that one. Well, don't think you didn't say it. <laughs> no. I guess we'll just, you know, take it the up in case we need to repopulate the various planets and, yeah. Yeah, you'll take that in stride. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if we need to get people off Cybertron on this, we'll probably fit a couple million in in, uh, in the mass. Well, we had the Ark already, and if anyone else is, you know, left on Cybertron, they've either they found their own ship or they're waiting it out. So. There were three phases to the exodus of Cybertron during the war. The first phase was basically people who didn't want to be involved in the war between the autocracy and hey. the then forming Decepticons. Uh, basically, they left as soon as they could on the most usable fleet of ships. Then, uh, Megatron, at, after killing the current Prime, um, Solus, I want to say? No. So ends on the reign of tyranny. Thus begins a new reign of tyranny. <laughs> yeah, he, he took down the current, the last Prime and told everyone on, remaining on Cybertron that this was their chance to leave because he would not give another. And people did not end. Uh, people didn't leave. And then it turned out that the war was going to get really, really fucked up. Uh, and people tried to leave later, and he started shooting colony ships out of the sky because no one leaves this planet without his permission. He owns it now. <laughs> the third exodus was uh, uh, Project Generation One, where Optimus and his team of uh, Autobots re like from scratch built a old autocracy cargo hauler that they christened the Ark and used it to take the remaining survivors off planet. Lost in space and in the battle with the Nemesis in a space collapsing space bridge, throwing them somewhere, never to be seen again. Yup. So that happened. And that is the oral history of the Exodus of Cybertron. We'll uh, huh. pause while Mark gets back. Alright, we're back. <laughs> so, yeah, what's next? Well, I guess next up will be... Uh, Icon. Oh, wait, no, fucking Icon's in this room. Like, he's looking at all these star systems. Okay. And, like, you clearly know about them? Like, you're, you're talking about them as if you know them? Well, some of them, yes. You know all these worlds? Not all of them, but I know of some of these worlds. Some of them used to be our colonies. Hey, um, point over at Cybertron. Yeah, that was a that was our home. That's where I came from. That's where it all came from. Yeah, like, because like it's like graphical rendition of Cybertron and its star systems. That's where Primus is. The planet, right? Well, yes. Planet and everything. Yeah, he's taking it in. He's never seen his planet before. That's where all the sparks come from. You've traveled to all of these worlds? Well, we as a race traveled many worlds. Not necessarily us specifically. Vast distances to travel. I've only been on one planet my entire life. Well, you've only been alive for 30 years or so. And that's not a long time, I'm guessing. No. Um, I've had sneezes that last longer. 
Doctor, heal thyself. <laughs> yeah, he says. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And just you know, yep. he was there, and you guys are talking about the home world, and there's a picture of it. Yep. <laughs> He's here, guys. All right. What is the next twist in this story? Well, next up, as we were trying to navigate, the whole station tries to shut us off and direct us in weird pathways and eventually leads us to a large chasm that we have to cross. Yeah, a large, vast canyon in this structure. Uh, you know, you have to bridge the gap between it with all your people. Mark, that's for you. Huh. I don't suppose you all brought climbing gear. Why? Gesture's going down and having to go back up. I mean, I guess I could, but... <laughs> just that... take some piece of the thing, just drop it down, and no, not hear it, like, you know, tongue kind of thing. That'll take a long while. Like a sneeze or two. <laughs> the metric. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I could guess I could try and uh, shimmy away up the side there. Go up around, head up the, uh, get a running start, and jump over the uh, over the cliff that way, and then I can leave behind my wire. All right, and then we could carefully uh, hold it over on this end and let one at a time go across. And, it's just, and of course, <laughs> at this whole time, uh, while he's saying this, Jacob is looking directly <laughs> at. We know you can do rainbow bridges, Heimdall, <laughs> and his oldest friend. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, Heimdall became a cavity. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> he wasn't there. He doesn't do he that. He doesn't do that. <laughs> uh, uh, or alternatively, uh, no. A certain, a, a certain doctor could shed a little light on the situation. <clears throat> I suppose I could come around to doing that. Screamo! Doctor Screamo! <laughs> he gets the light. Bridge. He starts strobing faster and faster, brighter and brighter, and then fires out a rainbow bridge, breaching the chasm. <laughs> After you. Of course. Thank, thanks, Doc. Alright, you guys all start crossing the bridge, and here's the twist. The canyon starts opening larger, leaving the bridge either in suspended in the air. Okay, I got I think I gotta move for this. I love how you think the doctor. But not the person who actually made the bridge. Like he's uh, calling well. over his buddy to do it. And you thank the person who ordered the servant to do it. You didn't thank He's the an accessor. I'm not, I'm not really first sure all, how that works. First of all, uh, Screamo is part of the disposable cast. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny because actually, because Jack is supposed to be one of the guys who would talk to the, the, the lower cast that way because he's disaffected. But I wasn't quite sure because he's the light, so I wasn't sure if he was the side returning with Spark or another Screen was a tiny little minicon. Oh, okay. They all have souls. Not everything is set in form, but this one is. Yeah, not everything is, but that one definitely is. It's like, oh shit, you know what the light would be a really good playbook for? Bob and Glitch. Well, the reboot. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, Mark yeah, gets that it. Would, 
Yeah, we'll have to do. We'll have to do a <laughs> right, like uh, glitch. You know, bridge glitch BMP a mainframe frame one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like the light is glitch. It's a guardian and his key tool. Yeah, actually. Oh god, that Tron game. I could also include guardians and viruses and and hack and slash. It's uh, all. Oh yeah, it's, it's all coming together. together. This will be the next one. It's going to be Tron Matrix against the, uh, with the Rebellion. Tron, right? the Matrix, Reboot. It's yeah. all there. You know, Megabytes. Yeah, the yeah. corruption is Megabyte. His viral minions. I could do a Tony J voice. We already had Megabyte in the last game. He was a Xenomorph. So, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and... Shows. We are going to use... Uh, hold them off, I guess? Would that be appropriate? Or do you want me to use um, the... Uh, well, you said he's got something for it. What do you right. have for it? Time is ticking down before you guys like are going to be left in the middle of a rainbow bridge in the middle of a chasm you can't cross. I that is like, the threat I'm talking I would like to try and hold them off. If that's, uh, if that's so, like, or... go to the end of the bridge, fire cables, and dig into the rainbow bridge and stop the canyon. Or Spider-Man yeah, to <laughs> Doc Ock. Yeah, I've got, I mean, my character is a tow truck with, with ridiculous torque. He can oh actually... Oh my god, you're going to Spider-Man to it just like the he's, train. He's got an alt form that puts out <laughs> magnets and turns him into a crane. Like, here we go. All right, so, you run to the one end... Uh, and as you're transforming, hurl your hook in onto the other end of the canyon, and as you're doing that, the front of your bumper that newly forms fires off, uh, you know, anchors onto the other end, and you try to Spider-Man to it and flex the canyon together long enough for everyone to get across. You fucking psychopath. Do it. And that would be a ten. God damn it. None of you are rolling a six. It's part of the fucking set. You gotta roll low. <laughs> And since I'm holding him off, I will... What are, what are your options now that you've rolled a 10? Uh, now that I've rolled a 10, I can... I guess it's an enemy, so it's not appropriate. So I guess I won't sting like a bee, because it's no any freaking sense. You'll peg it. Sting like, like a bee, one of, the, sting like a bee one, of the, uh, one of the bizarro supermen. Die! Get jacked, Brainiac. I jacked him up. I jacked all over him. Uh... Alright, so you, you flex the canyon and hold the entire structure together as people run across the rainbow bridge to the other side. A little quickness here. This is incredibly painful. <laughs> Act with alacrity, teammates. <coughs> we cross. We cross and you overcome the challenge. Huzzah. <laughs> Alright, now it's my turn for the long journey. Mm. You enter into the next room, and since nothing you all threw at each other was a challenge for you, <laughs> it's a room full of robot death machines! You can very clearly see that this open archway, uh, like it's a large vault door that's open, leads into the central complex where Brainiac is, and the vault doors are like closing, like they're rolling shut and they're gonna lock themselves in place to keep him safe. Uh, and there are, you know, a contingent of machines here and guardian robots. Hmm, so just like your episode one, they take the wrong turn and... Yeah, it's just like episode one where the droidekas show up. Exactly. So, the enemies here are, there are groups of, there's a, uh, what's the small, medium, large group? Uh, there's like, there's know. three of them. Army. Look for gang? Gang. Three. Okay, so there's a gang of all three of these. A fire droid, flying sentinels, and kill bots. 
And they are blocking the path past the closing vault doors that will slow down your ability to get to Brainiac and stop the Planet Buster from firing. This is a linchpin <coughs> superstructure, Planet Destroyer, guys. You gotta take out the central core, which is the, the, the evil wizard, Brainiac. Stop it. This huh. is your standard Planet Buster. <laughs> huh, we just need to eat someone off the bridge. Alright, so. Uh, Icon, you know, punches his fist together. You ready for this soldier? And, like, does the overhead kind of clang. Oh, yeah, he says. High five. Alright, so, uh, I think we're gonna try this. What are you doing? Look up there! What do you think? What do you think? Brainiac's gonna appreciate the way of sitting around? He says to the, uh, killbots. Alright. Alright. These things aren't smart. They're not sentient. Oh, never mind. They're just not caring. No, they, they can't care. <coughs> they don't have souls. I thought they were, when you said killbots, they were like the, uh, I was assuming the Noki. No, no, there, there were only a couple of those, and now there's only three left. <laughs> For various reasons, there's only three left. They're dying great. Yeah, you can put them back in their box and they're in condition. We're not going to get into why there's only three left. That would be a complicated story to tell Optimus. <laughs> <laughs> or over. Ah. Or Skyway. Just, just, just pants back to work, shrugs, drinks from a cup of energon coffee. I'm going to be worried about telling Optimus. We're not going to tell Optimus this story. We have one space on this ship, says Jekyll. Says, you know, Janeway. <laughs> what? She, really, she, like, breaks her coffee cup so there's jagged edges and throws in the middle of them? We got one space for you. <laughs> Figure it out. Yep. Oh, I so want to see the game with the evil Janeway just have to come. Uh, when we were doing Star Trek Voyager, because Janeway technically died because we had a new captain in that game... I was going to have a mere, mere universe version of Janeway show up, and it was just going to be Warship Voyager with the black gloves and the jackbootedness. It was going to be great. Her Borg sentry drones. <sighs> well then, time to jack him up. All right, oh, what do you do? You got three gangs. All right, so uh, hmm. I did the last thing. So there's flame droids, killbots, and... Flying laser eyes. Flying laser eyes. You much of a fighter at all? Uh, my mains are grace and wisdom, so I don't have overcome, but you know, everything else is for finishing them up, so... Alright. Crack my knuckles. Uh, I'll take the killbots. You go for the flame guys. Icon, you take out the third group. You work on that door. Okay. You got it. <clears throat> and I'll turn to the uh, no-sees. I'll go, you boys ready? No! <laughs> <laughs> no, their fists up, and they're all like, yeah, they're all ready. Yeah. Uh, I will transform Screamo. Uh, he will jump up onto my shoulder, and... He will imbue my form with a soft halo of light that functions as armor, while also focusing... He, he supercharges your overshield. Yeah. While also focusing one beam of light that starts tracking uh, various killbots and preparing to fire. Does he have a weapon form? Yes. So he has two the, weapon forms. In the toy line, the little minicons will plug into their Autobot or their Decepticon, and it'll like cause the toy to break out into a bigger weapon of some sort that was hidden previously. Yeah. 
You want to do that instead of being holographic? Sure. All right, so what is what is that weapon tracking? Is it like a machine gun? That's like a little cannon. All right. I was, I was imagining like a cartoonish, like, triple-barrel Gatling gun with, like, Autobot symbols that are, like, on fire with skull eyes spinning around. It's like, Doctor, what the fuck? They call me Doctor Warcry. <laughs> You know what they used to call doctors? What? Bone saws. <laughs> Jesus. So fucking I, I apothecary carry my guns. I'm gonna... And it's like, I want you guys at my funeral... <laughs> I'm gonna open apothecary. <laughs> That's a good one. I want you guys at my funeral so you can apothecary carry me and let me down one last time. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, Alright, well... Who wants to go first? I mean, I guess I'll, I'll the, yeah. Uh, Jack was always into a fight, so he's just gonna run forward at the fire-breathing robots and turn on his claws and start grappling them. So they're little two-legged walkers that are uh, brainiac. Oh, they're they're brainiac skulls with tentacles on them, but the mouths open up and breathe fire. That's what it looks like. Yeah. So he's gonna head up to one and grab them and try and push them so that the. Uh, so that, like, the fire is, like, facing away, and so we can kind of use them as a shield. Alright. It's a gang. Do you need area to hurt a gang, Peter? I don't know. Do you have one? Check on the book. Right. If you damage them, they break, <laughs> and they turn into yep. a... Let's... Alright, we're back. Yeah. So to hold them off, then, Jack them up is going to transform into, uh... Pickup truck mode? Pickup truck, yeah. And he's going to basically, like, whirl by, grab one of these... Conveniently placed giant uh, molten metal pouring. Things. Yeah, those are around. And just like like drag the thing out and splash the thing on the area on the area of the uh, of the of the fire robots to keep them busy. Thing with the fire robots. Fire. Oh, okay. So better in that case, we'll go after the kill bots then. Sorry, <laughs> I don't have any other option. It's fine. Do you want us to keep them busy before you attack? This is what he's doing to keep him busy, because you okay. guys don't have enough manpower. I mean, to just team up is those splitting up. Teaming up is only for the smallest one again. This is yeah. a group. We have way, we have lots of guys to deal with. And that would be a 10. Alright, so is he keeping them busy? Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay, and... yeah, you rip down one of those ceiling foundry pourers on the killbots. You know, these those sentinels, but they have, like, you know, weapon systems built onto them. And they're getting poured in molten slag, and it's holding them down. Parts of their systems are melting. You know, they're not being destroyed, but they're being completely messed up right now. So, I guess I'm not uh, keeping people, like, grabbing or pinning them, or catching them, or holding them close. No, you're not holding them with your hands. But I will, I do get to uh, sting like a bee. Alright. So, for sting like a bee... Oh, God. Um... <laughs> uh... I am going to... Are these things larger than me? No. Okay, never mind. Then. Oh wait, yes, you're a hobbit. Sorry, I keep forgetting you're a hobbit. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, in that case, I am going to think fast, and I'm going to ask a question from Look Closely. Okay. Uh, what are, are things around here that could uh, help me? Help me do what? Give me more uh, context. Help me uh, make these the numbers smaller and deal with some of the robots. Uh, there is a vat directly above this combat that looks like it's a cooling tank, but the cooling that it, but the material uses to cool this system is highly caustic acid. Well, that sounds like sounds like water. That sounds like a <laughs> <ocean> violation. 
there's this giant, definitely puncturable tank of like vampiric acid gas that will definitely melt these robots. Mmm, steam. Just like the Enterprise's warp core. It's whales. Alright. That's nice. what he did. We're gonna swing the spotlight then from you to someone else. Who wants to take advantage of this advantage that's there? So we have advantage against the killbots? Yes, those killbots that you have advantage on right now. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I'm gonna raise my girder. Just go, let's mess them up, boys! And charge in, and uh, I and the Gnosis will try and just smash them. So, smash them up good. Do you have the area tag? No. But he does have a group of soldiers on his side. Oh shit, no, yeah. You can damage everything but their, their, their yeah. group tag. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Alright, yeah, go on in. <coughs> but I'm trying to finish them. Yes. Yeah, if you get 10 plus, you'll bypass their gang tag completely, or the group tag. Mm. It will. What are you finishing them with? Well, I'm An smashing army. them so it's blood. Okay. Boy. Yep. 10 plus? 14. Jesus wow. Christ. All right, you and your guys go in, and uh, yeah, you tear a swath through the kill bots that are covered in molten slag. Uh, Great, the division armor, breaking up into two groups of three. There's only like a few stragglers left. All right, swing away from you. Uh, Peter, what are you doing? What are you doing, Viator? Well, apparently I was supposed to deal with the door, so I, you know, fly on through the whole room, just ignoring everything, going for it. And I guess I'll uh, use my useful tag on my one of my wards, the ward open, to just keep them open. All right, you fry the shutting mechanisms on the door system. Yeah, just like, you know, breaking the controls and stuff like that. You look like Cybertronian, you know, override codes or whatever. And... The word of Primus. <laughs> Open. All right, the door shut down and stopped being lit up with, you know, that weird neon green light that's Brainiac's signature. You guys know we can just run. We don't have to fight everything. We don't have to. Yeah, but it is pretty fun. <laughs> Time is of the essence, remember. It's all fun and games, but there's just, there are lives on the line. I liked you better when you were just punching things. <laughs> just punching things. I said just. He was always this way. All right, swing away from Peter. Who wants to take up the lead next? Um, let's go in. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll take a shot. I'm going to try and uh, we'll try and get away. Get away. So, cross grace. Uh, that would be a seven. Oh, bum! Choose one. <coughs> yeah, I'll take a little harm. So, which one are you choosing to take? Uh, I think I'm going to grab someone nearby and bring them with. Yeah. So grab the icon, I guess. I guess icon would be the uh, uh, the keeper. Mm -hmm. Plus one. Would you want me to grab you instead? Yeah, I can't get away on my own. Okay. Yeah, I. It's Amble. <laughs> I just realized he has the cane and, and stuff. So. Yeah. So we're living. Keep I going, soldier. I'll hold the line. <coughs> All right. So transform. Grab. Grab with. Grab you with a toe cable. <laughs> Okay. 
imagine your response, like, as a total cable wraps around you, you transform, so he's hoisted up, you're hoisted up on the back of him, and he just terrorizes out of there with boosters. That should be a pretty good scene to animate. Oh, yeah, you're checking me up really good. You can't just... The cavity wasn't there. Ah. <laughs> uh. Transformers done like cats. God damn. Alright. Starlight Express. <laughs> Alright, you guys get away. Viator. It's you and uh, Icon left behind with many, many kill uh, machines. <laughs> well, I think it's time for us to go. So it'll get away. Discretion is the better part of valor. Hmm? Six, seven. See, so, I'll grab him of a plus one and. Fly away. Alright, you leave this area. Head into the core room. Woo. Ooh, and you rolled a seven. Nine. I think we wanted to take, uh, if you write it back, to take damage from that, because we didn't avoid harm. And then take damage. And then take it. Well, yeah, I'll take, take it. it. You've earned it. <laughs> Alright, let's pause. Alright. You guys escape. Fly through, you know, the, the remaining kind of tubes and uh, Jeffrey's accesses through this... Uh, superstructure until you get to the central chamber of the Brainiac Combine, where Brainiac 5 dwells. A uh, large mechanical structure, um, rows and rows of cylinders everywhere, full with, like, charging with power, uh, coursing green power lines everywhere, the Brainiac symbol, the three dots connected like uh, an atom, you know, like atoms, or atomic electrons or whatever, you know, that, that thing. Everywhere. Um, and in the center chamber, on a large machine throne, wires plugged into him, as big as an average Cybertronian, is Brainiac 5. Uh, Man-patterned, green metal with, like, purple accents, the Brainiac symbol on his forehead, because it is his head. Uh, you know, bald, not really wearing clothes, so much as, like, being made of bulky machinery. Um, yeah. You have entered his lair, and he knows you're here. So you're in the treasure, the dragon's treasure vault. Um, yeah. How do you uh, how do you want to open this up? This conversation. You're keenly aware that Brainiac is piloting the superstructure. Brainiac controls the Planet Buster, and Brainiac is not super friendly. I wonder why. Because we punch it, Joe. So yeah, you guys can, like, land on scene. Well, who wants to make the opening speech? I'm bold, or maybe Icon? Yeah, I think Icon will sort of just sort of defer to him, like, this is your planet. It's like... I mean, you gotta have sure? a line for this. Are you sure? This has largely been the three of yours' accomplishments. Yeah, 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 just, uh, look pretty. <laughs> All right, he'll uh, he'll approach. Well, I, was, I was I was saying like he can he can show up. We'll we'll, oh, okay. we'll take it. All right, all right, perfect. Not yeah. every kind of thing has to be so literal. It's pretty literal, actually. <laughs> he doesn't quite get that sometimes. This doesn't have to come to violence. But I mean, it's gonna. It would be preferable. <laughs> This situation has already come to violence, Spawn of Primus. Yeah, it's kind of what we're, kind of a thing. I am well aware of your proclivities 
for starting wars you do not intend to finish? Uh, no, I think we're pretty definitively going to finish this one, Nodlinger. Unbelievable. You come into my territory and disrupt my great work, and call that, what, heroism? A night on the town? Perhaps an oil run with a keg and your friends? You're a slaver, Brainiac, and we're here to put a stop to you. I do no such thing as take slaves, Autobot. I save and preserve. I am an environmentalist on a galactic scale. Ah, uh, we got one of those, and you ain't him. Your wars are burning worlds by the millennia. I am making sure that history does not forget your victims. You make victims. We know the way you operate. I have collateral. And that's very different from the worlds you leave behind in your wreckage. Hey, I've seen what you do, and honestly, the only difference between between him and the Decepticons is at least at least good old uh, at least Megs was uh, managed to get some people on his side. I have found in my line of work that multiple voices tend to muddle the message, whereas you only have to flee yourself. Brainiac, this has gone too far. Leave this world and never return. Free your prisoners. Ah, right. The abomination. I mean, hey, it's a good line. Not to his face. I actually <laughs> thought that Brainiac was mocking them by being uh, by doing the um, free the I, thing, being like, being oh, like, seventy-three. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do you intend to solve this, Cybertronians? Fisticuffs, violence, explosions, spilling unimaginable amounts of energon in a world already dwindling of it? A galaxy slowly being bled dry of your influence? Why not leave? Take your crusade and your afternoon justice cause somewhere else, and allow me to continue to preserve this galaxy's memory. These people asked for our protection. They do not know what they have asked, for by doing so they have ensured their instruments of destruction are at hand. If we don't stop you here, we'll just keep coming back and back. And what would you be saving anyway? A world ravaged by nuclear Armageddon, <coughs> destroyed over petty ideology and differences in phenotype and DNA? Come now, you've already seen your home world destroyed by such causes. Allow me to save these people. Allow me to save this galaxy. When he says the word save, by the way, because you guys, you know, language is funny, <coughs> the word he uses is not protect these people and keep them safe from danger. Save it's the file. Save the file for <laughs> further perusal later in a museum or a library. Is he insulting us with programming talk? <laughs> No, it's just how he talks. He's yeah. what he is. Hey, so I come from a, from a world, not really a world, more of a giant pile of ships around a black hole. Yeah, it's pretty big, bit of, you know, not the greatest conditions, a lot of a shithole. But a couple thousand, a couple million of us there, we live pretty good. You have our own stories, 
I look at the way you do things. I can't see any difference from death. If you want to say that, just take a picture. I am taking a picture, Autobot. You're thinking much more than just a picture. I'm a scientist. My tools are far more advanced and therefore may look more malevolent to an unhoned mind, one dulled by millennia of pointless interconflict. We have a literal planet buster in this thing. Deterrence is the only way to get the samples to fall in line and work in their best interests. You're you not three charging a sampler. You're charging a weapon to kill everyone. <laughs> you three I've know heard the ravings of egotistical maniacs before. I know how this script plays out, so can we just skip to the conclusion? I want to take a nap. You three know better than any other being in the galaxy that violence is the ultimate authority that keeps peace in check. Yeah, For let us demonstrate. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. That's a perfect bait right there. Yeah. Violence. Alright, so yeah, so throws an ineffectual uh, 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 slingshot bolt, which which does nothing. It just starts the fight, really. Alright, we're doing this. So we have chosen the form of the destructor. <laughs> I haven't done the Ghostbusters episode yet. <laughs> that episode is in my list of episodes. <laughs> I mean, we had Ecto. That was like a preview. That was like a sampling for when Gozer shows up. <laughs> uh, I have plans for this game. Uh, Alright. We have a giant sea foam, just you know, sea spray. I just wanted to pick a phone, it'll be, you know. Brainiac uh, gets up out of his chair as the cables unplugged from him and uh, flexes, and you can see power lines ramping them, charging him up. What are the stats? What's going on here, Devon? Okay. Give us the lowdown. Brainiac is the dragon. He has the following stats. <laughs> uh, deadly beast. His his responses to you are melee, area, piercing, and he has armor three. Oh my god. <laughs> You're um. in his literal domain. He also has the power dragon fire. Anyone hit by his deadly fire is immediately taken out if they're not immune to fire. Jesus. If they are immune to fire, you only take two damage. Uh, he has a charge up before he fires, giving everyone a chance to get away or overcome what's about to happen. So get away doesn't mean leaving the fight, it means getting away from the danger. Um, treasure fixation? He has hordes valuable things. If you bring him gifts of precious things he enjoys, which would have been Ian's time to shine, because <laughs> Ian has nothing but treasure. So just brought him a avocado. Right? It would allow him to it would allow you to kind of distract him or de-escalate before you try to murder him after making peace. <laughs> and escape route. If his armor hits zero, or if I feel like you're gonna totally wax him like an asshole, uh, he will try to escape um, to the open skies, which will be recontextualized into him being at the planet ready to blow it up. Eject. <laughs> yeah. Wax him like an asshole. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, is that what you said? Yeah, I, did, I just realized that those words <laughs> strung together. I don't really pay attention to what I say as the words are coming out. They just right. kind of do it on their own. <coughs> I, I wing a lot of this. Okay, guys, so I think the plan is to... Neely, Ari, and Pierce, because I choose which stats are damaged. <laughs> so, we should Armor. be using Revealing the Way and you're working together to have hope, otherwise, Jesus fuck, we're gonna die. Yes, let's go. Whenever you're ready. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm open that one. Okay, so how do we want to start this? 
I mean, I'm looking closely to get this thing, figure out where to hit him. Sure, looking closely is pretty good. Uh, who wants to work with me? Amble? Yeah, what are you trying to do? Try to figure out where to hit him and, you know, how to direct someone else to be fighting him. Sure. So you're going to look closely. I'm going to use my in-depth knowledge of machines and anatomy to help you out. Yeah. That's 10 plus. Okay. So trying to figure out his weak points slash how to, you know, not die of this thing. Because I guess after looking close, we realized, oh, God, he's got some, some good hardware on him. Hey, guys, this is, this is like an overload. <coughs> Yeah, this is a rough fight. I didn't realize how rough the dragon is. Alright. What's happening? Uh, plus so and look closely. Alright. Talk to me, Pete. Um, so I guess we're trying to analyze his weaknesses and, you know, what to do to, like, postpone this. Slash okay, what kind, of, what kind of weaknesses do you want to throw at me with to look closely? Um, to get advantage on him. I guess... Um, how can I know, direct the power from the conduits into him to like overcharge them and... Sure, you can find a way to move him toward... Alright, you've established that there are conduits in this room and if yeah. you can, like a video game boss, get him near there, you can shock him and stun him for a bit to get advantage. Yep. You know, that won't work all the time, you'll have to get some build-up for it. you got two more questions. Um, how can we delay the fire, firing of the lasers? I guess it could be by tossing in the conduits to discharge this like disrupted this way. That, that could work. That could be tied into it. I can see that. Um, anything else, guys? Or are we good with this? Where is he keeping maybe all those things he has harvested? So Ah, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Where's the treasure hoard? So, his treasure hoard is this room, of course, obviously. Those tubes are not only charging at the super weapon, they are also powering the basement universes he uses to store the cities he takes. Brainiac doesn't just shrink them down in a bottle like some cartoon written by a hijack Kirby. Uh, instead, what they do is um, he creates a basement universe where he puts the city in. Hmm. He uses Phantom Zone projector technology. Uh. Okay. So disrupting enough of this fight room's power systems or destroying enough of the structure might start to weaken those basement universes. And okay, so expanding from the inside. Or, you know, cause them to collapse and die and divert Brainiac's attention as he tries to salvage them. Hmm. Okay, well, that's our thing. So, how do we jack him up? Well, uh, jack him up is going to jack him up the only way jack him up can. Uh, He's basically, as soon as the fight started, he transformed, ran really hard at the guy, went back into human form, dove at him, and just is going to try and lock him up with the... Uh, robot form. Yeah. Uh, robot form. And lock him up with the uh, with the claws and... Uh, Alright. Don't fuck up. I will hold him. That would be a 7 to 10. Is it a 7 or a 10? 10. Okay. Alright, 10. What happens? Uh, so, I have keep successfully keep him busy. That does three things. One, it gives us advantage. Yeah, advantage. Well, now we have, I guess, it's, it's like I said, there's three <laughs> things. Uh, I grab him using hold him back. And I get to... 
Sting like a bee? Sting like a bee. Okay, what does sting like a bee do? <laughs> See if there's launch keys. Can you pimp uh, or something? Yeah, I'd actually would like to steal his, uh... I'd like to steal some of his, uh, codes to, uh... uh some of these universes, or potentially power down his fire, his next fire attack. If there's something you can steal from there that, uh... I don't know what horrible, wonderful, evil villain stuff he's carrying. Alright, so yeah, while you're punching into him, you're able to, like, open up some of his circuitry and, like, you know, pull out an override key, let's say. Yeah. You're able to quickly kick bash together an override. So the next time he charges up to attack, that'll give you a... I'm gonna say it's gonna give you a free out from the fire breath. Okay, cool. It'll give you a free out from the fire breath. <laughs> no, you won't no. have to roll. Okay. Alright, so yeah, Jagma goes in and grabs him and starts uh, bashing into Brainiac's, you know, humanoid form and pulling parts out to co-opt. Okay. Swing to someone else. Uh, well, Jackma is grappling with him. Um, I'm going to take the opportunity to line up a shot, um, and I'm just going to straight up blast him with my light cannon. Okay. You're going to finish him. Yep. All right. What are the stats you're like here? What's that? What are the stats you're like here? What tags does that I mean to say? Ranged. Okay. Phew. Uh, that is an eight. Deal of damage. So, one of his armors, chink. Yeah. Well, he, you will break one of his armor off as you, like, damage the <coughs> superstructure. And I, I don't get a retort, right? No. No. Okay. All right, yeah, you start shooting into him. All right, so as he's going this to... This needless violence I... is only delaying the inevitable. Hang, hang on. As he shoots, basically, we're gonna, I'm going to lose advantage anyway. Correct? Sure. And we already have it. So I'm going to engage at any time. I can break my hold, and I can end it to uh, throw them on the ground, and I'm going to throw them next to the uh, to those uh, one of those generators. Okay. He's in the position to be... Okay, so yeah, you hurl him into one of the generators. Ah! Systems on the ship start flickering and stuff. You hear groaning from the metal. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay, so we have an advantage, we need an advantage. Yeah, he has an advantage now, because you hocked him into the generator. Okay then, I guess I'll uh, take the lead now when using my Blast of Holy Light. I'm just, you know, opening up my you know, middle eye. And... <laughs> like a satellite dish, and, like a little satellite dish, and like Death Star laser. Yeah, and just <laughs> fire at him. That's an 8, so another one of his armorous ghosts. Alright, you're tearing through. You could just listen to reason. I mean, it stands back, back the same way to you. I can't. Engage. Hold him steady. Alright, so you're going to Bonds of Servitude Icon? Sure. You had a bond with him, right? Who had a bond with Icon? Uh, pretty sure it was uh, Amble, because Amble was the one doing the repairs on him. Okay, so yeah, uh, did you only have the one bond? Yes. Alright, that bond is gone. Or we can damage his stats, I guess. I mean, you could damage Icon stats. What stats does he have? Icon stats are the Hammers of Justice, which is, you know, him being a fighty guy. They don't matter because he's a companion. Hammers of Justice, um, Hero of Metal Hue, and uh, Fights for the Red, White, and Blue. Damage Fights for the Red, White, and Blue. Alright. 
So yeah, you'll damage one of his stats, and he will run on in, no more warmongering for you, and tackles him. Good thing this guy's immortal. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be worried. Okay, go go just grapple him while I chat up my attack. <laughs> okay, yeah, Piccolo. I'll Piccolo him, or we'll fire in concert. Okay. Oh, with hope. Yeah. Um, precious, precious hope. I get hope anyway for my hunter thing, but do it. All right, so it's you then. It's just you. <laughs> Uh, and I needed it. It is an 8. So his Phew. last armor goes away. Last armor! Alright, yeah, you break down his overshield and get him to his knees as the <coughs> Icon lets him go and just kind of like pushes him down. It's like, give up and walk away. <laughs> yeah. Leave these lands and give up your, your life of tyranny. For a uh, second I thought Brainiac was saying that and I no. was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> Let's call this even. <laughs> like, not in the face, not in the face. Okay, uh, Brainiac blows the airlock on a ship. Like, every single wall between here and the outside opens. Oh no, we're gonna suffocate. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys get a chance to react to this uh, before he escapes to the Dragon's Flight. What will be the Dragon's Flight? Him just running away? Okay, so what is, he, what, is, what is he doing to try and escape? Well, he's using his escape route stat to blow open the ship's airlocks and just escape into space. Okay. <coughs> Light wall. Block the airlocks. Uh, by airlocks, I mean there are no longer walls around you. Like, if you, like every single wall everywhere is open. Do, 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 do. Circular wall. Okay. Uh, that's advantage, and somebody needs to follow that up with finishing. What does Light Wall do? Is that just a movie after all? Nope. Or is that just a power? I'd make a wall. Cost the same way I make a bridge. It costs a spell. Okay, okay, I can only spend do it your once. charge. Yes. All right, someone quickly needs to get rid of his right. escape route stat, or he will get it. Okay. I'll use blood, and I'll burn an ammo for my slingshot. All right. I am on fire tonight. Twelve. God damn. <laughs> All right. So you damage his escape route stat, and uh, Brainiac is unable to leave. Um, before you like, you know, start smashing into him with your weapon systems, and he loses con- he loses uh, his his what's the word concentration, and because he's controlling the ship psychically, the ship kind of just seals up like muscles, relaxing and unrelaxing the muscles, so all those walls close. I'd say he's seen the light. I'll turn to Icon and go, uh, uh, uh He like he'll raise his fist like this and like <laughs> up top. But yeah, he's walking by and trying to do like an up top like. I grab it and shake it. Sure. <laughs> he'll like, he'll like roll his arm back and pat him on the shoulder and make that motion like he's rolling his sleeves up. So what do you want to do with this guy? He is still very much a threat to you guys. Okay. <laughs> maybe, a bit, still, maybe a bit premature. <laughs> he, he still can take you out. All of us. He still, because he still has the fire. Uh... He's, all the stats are still. You only damage his armor, his ability to get away from you guys. So now you're locked in here with him. <laughs> and he's charging up his systems, and you can hear the death ray outside still charging and powering him. Well, that's not good. Okay, let's. I, so I have to teach you a lesson. See that we're doing all the teaching. Make a demonstration out of this. Okay. 
let's do some look closely to figure this out. And there we go, ten plus. <laughs> Can't stop you guys. This is just the date. That this is the. Uh... We're in the cycle. <laughs> okay, so we're trying to figure out. Oh, what what does he want to do next? To he knows that if he can divide and conquer, uh, he'll win. Yes. So either he has to get you guys, some of you guys out of the room, wound one of you guys, or start that planet blowing up and make you guys have to run to stop it. You can see, you can see, you can see the wheels turning in his head as he's what, looking at you guys, looking at how you all interact, and looking at, you know, remembering that you're only here because you fucking care. Yeah, he'll start to chuck me out of the planet and go, okay guys, fire the engines. As the whole planet will start tilting and he'll just shoot off. Planet will start. Tilting. No, well, he, his whole station planet. Ah, right? your ship. Yeah. Yes. Jerk him. Okay, so that's an advantage. There's Once, advantage on Brainiac. Okay, so jack him up. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to. I'll, I'll jack him up. Uh, however, how many stats do you have left? One, three. So many, like three or four. Okay, three other stats. He's very fast. Uh, he so, fire and treasure fixation. I am going to, who's the tough guy now, tough guy? And uh, I will, uh, instead of finishing him, I'm just going to keep him busy as though I got a 10 plus uh, instead. Which lets me grab him immediately, automatically. Oh god. And uh, he's going to say, you're not charging this up! And he's going to throw him against the, uh, a bunch of the sensitive looking control panels that power the... Uh, the, 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 the death ray? The death ray. Call it what it is. Uh, call it what it is. And uh, yeah, so we're going to go for... Uh, I'm going to hack whatever machines out of him that control the death ray for at least the next... Sure. Make it harder for him to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do one point You add damage. a counter to the death ray counter, whatever it is. And I will throw him to do one point of damage. Okay, I'll take out his treasure fixation. He no longer cares about the collection. <laughs> he is worried that a bunch of Cybertronians are going to destroy him. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. This fight has gone very Yeah, he just gets thrown into a chair. You guys are just... You guys are clowning him like he's the main character from The Mandalorian. <laughs> that guy gets clowned almost every episode. It's the best. He's still really cool. We put him medium style. Yeah. Brainiac is not really cool right now. Nerd! Yeah, you're, you're, you are nerding him. Alright, yeah, he's like on the ground getting up. Like You can see that he's trying to get some sort of advantage or rhythm in this fight where he can strike back once. It's not happening. Who's next? Icon, team play. You lead, I'll follow. Stomp him down. Alright, how do you want to do Bonds of Servitude? Damage his fist of justice? No, let's leave, justice. let's leave the fists. <laughs> Damage <laughs> the other one. Hero of Metal Hue? Yes. Alright, he'll run up and uh, jump and do an elbow slam onto Brainiac to, like, knock him down. Hit. Stay down, warmonger. I will take advantage of the situation to fire at him again. Alright. Uh, 11. God damn. <laughs> Alright, another stat. Uh... They're all they're normally down to the bad choices. Alright, I'll say Deadly Beast is offline, so he only has his insta-kill. Maybe I can get lucky and kill one of you guys. <laughs> Maybe it'll be Peter. Oh. The Krillin of the games. <laughs> oh, oh damn it! Ding! 
I'm not going to say Yamcha. You're my friend, Peter. <laughs> I'm not trying to insult you. Peter's I'm not that hot. Peter's been Yamcha. <laughs> uh, Alright, yeah, you, you just keep shooting him and knocking him down. Who's next? Uh, well, I think... Uh, I'll, I'll, finish, I'll go after him again with the, with the claws. So you guys are just constantly... You are, you are constantly picking him up Hucking them around, and then someone else knocks them down, and someone shoots him. Yup. You're just cycling through an absolute curb stomp, Brainiac. Yeah, this is Man, Lucky Superman isn't here to see this. <laughs> this would be embarrassing. Meanwhile, just Batman stands off to the side and has a slight smirk. <sighs> Wait until Darkseid shows up. <laughs> With his anti-life equation. I cannot fail today. <laughs> 11 to hold them off, grab them. Uh, I don't know, I guess I'll steal one of his universe keys or something. Sure. Uh, I'll grab one of the bottles. We'll see, it'll, it'll be a gift later to, what's his name? Access control. And uh, I'll throw him against something else. I'll, there's there's not much left in here. So His throne. <laughs> oh yeah, so it's, uh, I'll, well, take a seat, Sprainiac. So like sideways, he hits the throne and crushes it. Yeah. He's uh, on wires being hurled through the John Woo movie. Does that damage him? Yep, he does one point of damage. Alright, he's dead. <laughs> do you want to kill him or do you want to disable him? I mean, he's, he is no longer a combatant. I didn't even get to kill Superman in front of you guys. I was waiting with that takeout power. It's going to be like, I killed Icon. Go fuck yourselves. I mean, that would have been the, the really heroic end thing, given that the whole Decepticon nah, death trigger on never but... throw, never roll below 15. No, that, this was ridiculous, man. I mean... On 2d6, you never roll below a 35. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was immortal. We've established that. So I just scorch the rest of him and just leave his, like, immortal spark body. We just put him in the regeneration chamber. CR chamber. Alright, so yeah, he crumples into his throne as it shatters and explodes. A lot of lights just, a lot of the containers instantly burst, uh, like a light bulb going out. And, uh, yeah, systems, alarms, things start powering and shutting down without his focus there. Okay, we have to make sure to discharge this thing and keep the pocket dimensions in in good shape while we, I know, Transition. The uh, killbots and the flamebots in the other room, do they deactivate? When oh, they, they explode. Okay. Icon walks up and, like, kicks him over onto his back with his boot. Okay. I'll point at the um, Gnosis who are fighting and be like, You did that. That was all you. We didn't do it. We didn't do it. They're, like, chanting and, like, you know, raising their fists. Not us. Not us. Jackamup poses and he has like one of his little arms have like a like kick on a camera and do like a pose with Icon over Brainiac. And he just kind of puts he his foot on shots. his chest and looks down. He's like, your reign of terror is over, Brainiac. As with all tyrants, your end has come. Sit I'm not the Tyrannus. Yeah, exactly. We make it look easy. I'm not even winded. Right? You made it look super easy. I mean... You clowned this encounter. It was the dragon horde, and you just... You, just, you made it look easier than when Goblin King took it when you didn't know the rules. <laughs> I didn't hurt one of you. Goblin King had to at least spend some resources. Well, we hurt Icon. <laughs> we'll just leave him on the planet to recover. Yeah, leave him on the planet and come back in a hundred years. He'll get better. 
Except now he'll be the dark version because the switch will have flipped. There is no switch. There's no downside to Icon. He's okay, just Superman. Okay. He'll go meditate inside of the sun and become a golden boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Icon will rip off the obvious control crown thing Brainiac has for a head. And, uh... I'm gonna, like, poke at it. Because I don't know how to... With all your experience, brothers, do any of you know how to pilot a skull? <laughs> I, I, look at the, I look at the pilot. The pilots, you know, I mean, I'm a, rover. Yeah, I'm a temp... Uh, I'm the best attempt, but uh, I'll take a look at it. So what is this thing? It's a control thing for the fucking skull. It's not special, it's just a crown that lets you pilot it. Oh, okay. Well, probably what we'll need to do is disassemble this thing and... I uh, know, maybe Robert will know what to do with all those you know, pocket universes here and... I think for the time being we can put this vessel in orbit around Origin. We'll put Brainiac into custody until such time as Galactic Authorities can come by. We'll study the technology and see if we can't get a crew together to make the soldier necessary to return these people to their proper worlds. I mean, Silas are still here, and they're part of the galactic, you know... Exactly. Council, so we can hand it over to them to handle, I suppose. Exactly. And maybe this might be a rallying point for the people on your planet to finally unify and join that cool clique you want to. Hopefully that optimism carries through. Well... I guess let's clean up and find a way to that to a ship of ours. Which circuit was it again? Was it the middle one or the left one? Cleaning <laughs> is a job for the mini-bots. Mini-cons. He said mini-cons, but at least he didn't say the disposables. Which would have been the awful thing to say. Keep that I, I definitely get cue cards, so I can give you guys cue cards for like phrases and stuff. Jackamuff's yeah. giant eye rolls, which is like so. Yeah, it's like he's got like camera eyes. So it's just I mean, like, it's a skyway, I suppose. I mean, have you seen that? You know, which bot is the chair that's still you know functioning as the chair? Which is the second that's still functioning as the chair? Yeah, I mean, Icon opens up that backpack he has and takes out a robot-sized set of cuffs, space cuffs, and cuffs uh, Brainiac. Well, hopefully those will hold. They're made of the same alloy that came from my ship. And those should hold. I well, only have the one pair, though. I can't use them. You'd be surprised how often I get to use them to catch larger aliens. Hmm. I think a, f a fight, a, an epic beatdown of that magnitude deserves an, a, there's a nice hot-packed hot lunch. Where will they make us, uh, set us up before we left? Hmm, hot energy. So we're going to scene swipe away from Brainiac's skull ship? Sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, we will hard cut. So, scene swipe montage. Uh, the ship gets put in or orbit around Origin. Brainiac is incarcerated. The Cylons are, of course, they're going to head to the um, system FTL array to go to where they have to go and come back and get this all sorted out, make sure the proper places in those basement universes are put back where they belong, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, Brainiac is handled. Where do you guys celebrate? Your ship is towed out of its eye. <laughs> I, I guess if they're working on getting your ship out and stuff and like sorting this out, making sure the skull doesn't blow up. Yeah. I think we should, yeah. We could either have a party on the ship or we could have a party on the on the planet with... Let's, the... say, let's say your ship is in orbit, like docked yeah. with one of those orbits or whatever. That might be nice. 
Yeah. So we'll have a big, uh, big gala, I guess, to celebrate. At least that sounds good to me. Yeah. We could have a gala and host it on the skull. No, no, they, they, want to keep, they want to keep you out of there because they're trying to like make sure it doesn't blow up or anything and make sure it's not full of... But that would just add like an undercurrent of danger to the Well, we could have a centipede that's, you know, bring extra just broken in half from us smacking into the... Oh, that is totally a thing. Oh, yeah, you, keep, you, you can take trophies. So yeah, just take you a throne You can't keep the control crowns. So you can definitely take the throne as a trophy. <laughs> I mean, Skyward somehow we have this. access to... Well, we have one access to one universe bottle that I, I grabbed randomly. They're not bottles. They're, they're, they're kept stored away in basic universes. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's just... We have an access code I can give to him. Yes. He doesn't use bottle cities of Candor. <laughs> oh, that's how it is. Well, Alright, so you're on the 8-track. You know, you got... Kegmeister, Brewer... Hot Boilermaker. Boilermaker. Hot pot. Hot pot. <laughs> Steamer, basket, four dim sum, a con, the Autobot. Oh dear. Yeah, everyone's there. You know, people are partying, relaxing, Autobots are, you know, laughing about the fun. Yeah. It's good. Talk amongst yourselves and the NPCs here. Well, that worked out much better than I, than I thought it would. Yeah. I have to say, I had my doubts the situation we resolved amicably but you showed up in our time in our darkest hour I think that that went a little bit better than the last uh, than the uh, last big big giant fracas we were in I'm gonna be, I'm off hanging out with the Gnosis. Oh, okay Gnosis aren't here partying they, well, no like we're at we're at the party we're just yeah. like sitting at a table together yeah. I'm like you don't understand it when I do it too much who I'm saying that to the Gnosis. When you do what? Is that what they say? What? Hmm. Interesting. What do you mean? I tried talking in their bizarro language to them. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) But but apparently it only works one way. Gnosis smart. Gnosis by timeshare. (laughs) Gnosis by timeshare from a gold. (laughs) <laughs> Timeshare. Huh. <laughs> what will you do now? Well, we're still on our way to find the Ark. And have you? And some habitable systems for us. Heart? Well, to find some more habitable systems, to find the Ark. The war is not over. Alcanor? There are more monsters to capture. There are some fugitive on large that the universe is prepared for this. Like, Brainiac was hard, but there's someone else. Oh, yeah, some of those names on that list are pretty pretty bad news. Uh, Definitely an all of us here kind of uh, dealing with that sort of situation. You're still pursuing supervillains. Yeah, you find this protoform X. Run, run. <laughs> Thank you. You give him like a you give him like a list of the Alcanor's crew manifest. Yeah, like the ones that you might have a hope, but not probably not, and the ones you should just just run, just run. This is dire indeed. But thank you for the information. I'll make sure that it's spread across the nations of origin. Yeah. 
or at the very least archived in such a way that if we forget about the, about the, the communities in the stars, we'll at least know the future generations will be able to recognize the signs if they were to come to this world again. Yeah, I think we can gonna set up those bunkers they have where it's like there is this is not a place of honor dead. <laughs> yeah, I think we've like you know given the load on like oh these are how this, these are the Decepticons. Here, have some like you know a couple of VHSs. You'll you'll get the gist of it. Right. <laughs> how soon will you be leaving? Well, there's no point in sticking around. I think the test has been dealt with. Maybe an eighth of a sneeze. Maybe. The situation on Origin is becoming tense. Rao and the other non-aligned uh, aligned countries are having problems processing the breadth of life out here in the galaxy. We're hoping that once the, the full story of what happened up here with Brainiac and his vessel comes to light, it'll help show them that unification is within their best interests and appeal to their better angels. Well, I certainly hope uh, hope so, too. I mean, maybe if they hear about the, the story about how our planet went, they'll realize that being, a, being massively uh, uh, being a part is... I hadn't told... I hadn't told uh, anyone outside the Central Council about Cybertron's fate. Would you be comfortable with that story being shared? It seems personal and a bit shameful, if you, don't, if you mind the candor. I mean, it is. But, like, I would rather have that be them know that know what, uh, the kind of mistakes you can make and not make the same mistake. If you learn from our mistakes in a way it gives them some value... Sober and wise words. I'll spread the story of Cybertron to the people of Rao and the other nations, and let them know that even among the stars, even where Titans dwell, unification is what binds us together, and it is our di and it is our folks and our differences that will eventually destroy us. Yeah, well said. We must celebrate what makes us different, but together we must act. Till all are one. Oh, oh, oh. Which, which, he doesn't thing. know that phrase in Cybertron. I guess we repeat it in Cybertronian then for him to learn. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, he didn't learn that from you. That's just a thing he picked up. He's engraved his little ship. Yeah, his little baby ship with the crystals with his dad. His, his uh, Marlon Brando dad. <laughs> Crystal technology. The yellow sun will make you strong. To all our one, like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> so, yeah, we have a nice Energon meal, and I think we can have a talk with uh, Tim Tom. Tim Tom's Tim on the planet's surface. Is there any way we can get get a message to him, uh, or just is that just he's just going to be? He doesn't really have the clearance to be on the space elevator and the giant alien ship. He's an orphan. And Icon has to worry about social services, being a giant alien robot that adopted a boy orphan. <laughs> and healthy. lets him live in the military complex he works in. Yeah. All your bases need to be, like, you know, child-proofed. It's so hard. Yeah, it's, it's tricky for Icon. Uh, especially, like, the, the, the Atomic Coalition, because they're, they appreciate what you've done. And they don't assume you're grateful, but they do have to start pushing you off. And the least yeah. amount of times you're on the planet, the better. Yep. So we're just not going to do anything about that then, eh? We'll come back. Yeah, I'm sure. Why not? It's not... 
Oh, you know, that might be something to cover. You know, if you don't want to talk to Tim Tom, you could talk to Icon. He's going to be on the ship before uh, you guys leave, you know, because you got to tell him to hit the bricks. I think the so. two two possibilities would be telling Icon, but he may have some sort of kill kill protocol or something <laughs> ridiculous like that, or at least a monitor. Or you could we could tell the uh, guy, the, the lady who's in charge of the uh, Atomic Alliance. The first among equals. I mean, the first citizen. This is the definition of, of, of the sort of sort of sort of sort of nonsense that's above my pay grade. The reason they the uh, reason that Skyway gets all the coffee. <laughs> I think we should just leave it alone and uh, not not pull that thread on the parachute. Yeah, I mean, we're <clears throat> if we come back and he's still around, then we deal with it. I suppose. I mean, what has he done while he's been here? He's been a sidekick. He's been helpful. He's been useful. Is well, he really that much of a threat? No, I mean, I just don't want to see... Uh, I just don't... I would kind of like to talk to him and, and, and ask if he's... Maybe we'll get lucky, and this is one of the ones who's kind of sick of the whole endless war. Well, if he was sick of it and wanted to join us, he'd probably... You know, no, I didn't have to join us. Now. Nothing like nothing crazy like that. I mean, like besides, if he's a face it, if he's a pretender shell, he's not going to get along with uh, along on this ship. But not literally every single person who ever fought for, for the Decepticons decided to stay there forever. Yeah, and apparently we're taking on Decepticons now, which was decided at a team meeting I wasn't a part of. Have you stopped that he's a Decepticon though? I mean, yes, we, we do we have. We have the one guy. Yeah. Who? Uh, I'm sorry. Which uh, one is that? The guy that the collector decided to make his <laughs> laboratory assistant. You do have a Decepticon on board, yeah. Oh, okay. What was his name? Um, uh, he changed his name to be, like, Useful or something. Useful-y or something. Like, yeah. It's real sad. Do you have to go to the washroom? Yes, I do. All right, let me pause, <laughs> and we'll set up the next scene for, I don't know, maybe Mark. Let me pause. All right, and we're back, because we paused, and there's a slight break, <clears throat> and as you guys basically decide not to tell Icon anything and just see what happens when you get back, uh, we cut to a montage. Um, you guys all prep, pack up the ship, uh, you know, say your goodbyes, you don't go back to the planet's surface. Uh, the various government figures give you a send-off, you get a military salute. Um, they don't really help you repair and stop and rest anymore, because, you know, the threat level on the planet's gotten so high, and tensions with Rao are too much for the Atomic Coalition. But you get ready to leave. Secretly, as you're getting ready to leave, um, Viator, you have that move that allows you to leave behind uh, populations of androids. Yep. And you're doing so. So how this scene plays out is uh, Viator working on the ship in his workshop or in his forge or whatever it is uh, constructs five Cybertronian minicons and since he's connected to the Allspark as a disciple of Primus imbues them with enough life to, you know, make them alive and active like Alert or uh, Ecto-3 or uh, Screamo. Yep. And so you make five minicons with, you know, normal robot modes and animal alt modes, you know, kind of like Ravage yep. or whatever, or Rat Bat. And um, you leave them behind on the planet? Yeah, I was thinking like to like, give it back and like, oh, you don't have to do this at all. And we made some, you know, heroes to help you. So, you know, they'll be like combiners to make together something his size. Yeah, they combine together into their combiners. Because yeah. I guess you, in a small way, understand the enigma of combination. Yeah. 
the secret to combine their technology. And, uh, yeah, it's not as good as if they were actual, like, fully coined Cybertronians, but it'll be good for this planet. Still make do. They're androids, not Cybertronians. They probably have a spark of some sort. Don't think about it. Yeah. But, yeah, so what do you call this team? The Justice League? Yeah, sure. I mean, we have Superman, so might as well give him the Justice League as well. So you have more people to bounce off of and, you know, learn the Cybertronian you know, ways as well. Alright, Icon accepts them gracefully and the population accepts them as well because no one's really going to know for sure they're aliens. They just like advanced machines. And yeah. the Atomic Coalition used to use machines just like this anyway. Yeah. They used to use, like, piloted mech suits and stuff. Um, the other thing you do, though, is you also build a couple more sets of mini cons and put them in pretender shells yep. like terminators that are look like the citizens of origin and just seed them among the populations yeah because i mean this world needs to unify one way or the other so <laughs> the way you say the other <laughs> i mean you know they're not there to like take over and rule this thing or whatever they're here to influence the various nations to come together over, you know, the next years, decades, whatever. They all start YouTube channels. <laughs> yeah, so again, they're meant to, you know, be the influence to, you know, drive this planet to unify, and that's what they're there for. You leave behind a secret coven of shape-shifting infiltrator robots. Yep. That follow your agendas and work to your policies, not the planet's. What well, you think is the best interest for I mean, you know, the first among equals wanted the planet to unify, so unbeknownst to her, yeah. we're making this planet unify. Gives her plausible deniability. Yeah. Just like Storms of you, Chow. Yeah. Alright, well, that montage happens, like, it's interspersed with you guys, like, getting ready to, like, pack up, you know, Brainiac is carried off, um, uh, General Luce shows up. No, wait, he's from the opposite side of the war. He definitely doesn't fucking show up. Uh, but aliens show up to take Brainiac into custody, and uh, they use Phantom Zone projectors to, you know, contain him. And yeah, his ship is taken away, and, you know, as you guys are kind of working with your ship, you don't really see this happen, but the ship is taken to the edge of the solar system, where there is a large alien superstructure that has a power core in the middle, uh, that kind of looks like a ram scoop, and the skull ship and the other ships get near it, the electricity fires off onto it, and fires it off into another end of the galaxy using its Mass Effect technology. The FTL relays I've mentioned- someone's day someday. I mentioned those FTL relays a couple episodes ago too. Like, they, they keep talking about it. That's what the whole thing on the Avatar plan was about. They need an Obtanium to build Mass Effect engines. We're just looking over at ah, FTL. This will never catch on. <laughs> it's over there. But then, um, the last thing to do before you go is to send Icon home, and you were looking to talk to him, right? Yeah. So, yeah, um, your scanners show that he's on the hull of the ship out of space. Okay. I'll go, uh, I'll go take, uh, take a step outside. Yeah, he's sitting kind of, like, on the edge of the ship, like, you know, legs over the edge, like, just looking up at the stars, away from his home world. Yep. Watch that last step, it's a doozy. If you take the fall there, you won't, uh, find the, you, you won't ever find that bottom. Yep, so toss him a... A, a can. Oil can. Yeah. Or Energon cup. Yep. Thank you. We're all objects falling in space. Yeah, one rate or another. Uh, I'm guessing you want you uh, were thinking about at some point wanting to head out uh, head out and check the rest of this place out, eh? 
I considered going with you on your trek across the stars, but really, since my world will come to its senses, unify, or to their better angels, it'll be a sneeze away before I see you again, won't it? We already have the elevator, we already started to research this technology. And this world really doesn't need heroes once it reaches the greater galactic community. It'll need people, cooperation. Heroes come from everyday folk. So, I don't see the harm in waiting a little bit longer. Yeah, that's the, I think that's the kind of thing that uh, kind of thing we try, try and, and push over with uh, my group. If the need was great and the call was made, I would of course answer it after all you've done for my world. But I understand that. That's not your way. You wouldn't ask that of me. Not. Nah, Logistically pretty tough, and besides, we know you're gonna need it here. But look, you know, one of the great things about uh, the great things I've noticed is it's not like uh, one way or another this 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 situation will be resolved in a few hundred uh, thousand years. Is that what they use here? Something like that. So you know, at the end of the day, you know, take a reach out. Maybe uh, run into on the on the eight track. Maybe I'll be over in the in the mass. Look me up. We'll have a drink and reminisce, and you can tell me about uh, how this how this whole thing went, went worked. Well, don't be a stranger. Drop by again, and it's different now. Everything's different. Before you came, I was alone. I didn't know anything about my people, my culture, where I came from, what had happened to my world. That there are others out there. Now I do. I'm part of a larger picture. It's comforting, and it lets me appreciate the life I've had here. Yeah, I've been working on, uh, I've been together with a bunch of different groups. I mean, the main thing is that you belong to one. I can't imagine what, I've never actually been in a situation where I felt completely and utterly alone and unique. It's pretty rare. The people of this world were kind enough to extend an arm of compassion and mercy when confronted with something that completely destroyed their worldview ultimately changed what they really thought they were in the universe. And I intend to carry that mercy onward. I hope you get that chance. Thank you. The guy looks up at his planet. There was data tracks on my pod. I was able to extract some of it. There was poetry on there. There was a piece that struck a chord with me. It seemed... If I didn't understand anything about myself or my people or where I came from, I think that poem spoke to the condition of my people, even though I didn't fully understand it. Well, what was it? It was a poet on your world who came from a worker class. We, work, we rise, we flare, we flicker, we fade, and all of our endless tomorrows become yesterdays. It was from a political revolutionary by the name of Megatronus. It always made me think my place in the world and how my people must consider eternity. Yeah. <sighs> of course, Megatronus is not Megatron. No, it is. That's Megatron. You've read his poetry. That's the kind of stuff he wrote when he was talking about political revolution and social change and the people. Yeah. Anyway, he gets up. 
puts a hand on your shoulder. Thank you again. And tell your friends, my people, that I can't wait to join them up here with my family. Among this endless sea. May, what would be the appropriate thing? May the primes walk through here and look at our Tell all our... Tell all our one. Tell all our... So you'll just head back into the ship. Head back, cups flying into the into the uh, the yeah. into orbit. That'll be kind of the tracking shot. Is that those glasses? Just, is you know the glass spinning with a bit of energon kind of around it. And cut to credits. So I was Devin, Tyler, Peter, Mark, and this is sponsored by nobody. Signing off.